What a glorious day where we celebrate this resurrection of Jesus. These words changed the whole of the human destiny. destiny. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. And there's a, uh, just to uh, the Canadian amongst us, there was a Canadian scientist by the name of G.B. Hardy. And uh, he probably said it best when he was looking at religion and which religion to follow. And this is what he said. When I looked at religion, I had two questions. One, has anybody ever conquered death? Two, if they have, did they make a way for me to conquer death? I checked the tomb of Buddha and it was still occupied. I checked the tomb of Confucius and it was occupied. I checked the tomb of Muhammad and it was occupied. Then I came to check the tomb of Jesus and it was empty. I said, there is one who conquered death. And I asked the second question, did he make a way for me to do it? And I opened the Bible and discovered that he said, because I live, you shall live also. Isn't that so profound? Because Jesus lives, you and I can live. As we follow him, as we walk with him, as we give our lives to him. And declare that he is risen and we declare that he is our Lord and our Savior. And so it's these words that uh, change our destiny. Because our destiny, as we saw on, on, on Friday, our destiny was eternal separation from, from God. Our destiny was a lake of fire. But now we have a destiny and our destiny is one of uh, Jesus, of walking in Jesus, of being part of the family of God and living forever and ever and praising and worshiping God. So this Resurrection Sunday, there are a number of appearances that happened on that day. Firstly, there were, I think, I think uh, somebody calculated there were five appearances on Resurrection Sunday. Firstly, to Mary Magdalene in John chapter 20. Then to the other woman, Matthew 28. And they all knew answers of the same, same thing, I think. And then to, to the two on the road to Emmaus. To Peter, to the ten disciples. Thomas being absent and Judas had committed suicide. And so Jesus appeared in the flesh in a resurrected body. He, he appeared and he walked around. It was, he wasn't a phantom. He couldn't walk through walls. Oh, he could walk through walls. That's right. He, he, he wasn't a ghost. Sorry. <laughs> he could walk through walls. So he had a different body. Imagine that. Imagine the new bodies that we're going to get, which are not subject to decay and disease. We're going to have new bodies because of what Jesus done on the cross. And so we have these appearances. We have these numerous appearances. One of them on, on the road to Emmaus, and, and the, here were some disciples. And they were on the road to Emmaus, and the, 
they had witnessed the crucifixion or heard about it. I think probably maybe uh, saw it because they were disciples. But they were simple men and, and they had lost hope. They had lost joy. There was a sense of uh, spiritual desertion. This Savior, this Jesus who they followed, they thought was going to be the king. They thought he was going to rule and reign and the Romans were going to be taken out of, out of Israel and they would rule themselves and they would return to a, a golden age of, uh, of, of rulership where, where God was in control, where the, the Jews had their own authority back. And so they felt let down. But they hadn't lost their desire because when Jesus and that story, you know the story, I'm sure well, Jesus, suddenly they're walking on the road to Emmaus and they're despondent and down and downhearted. And Jesus comes along and walks alongside them and he starts to unfold the scriptures to them. He gives them a Bible study, the greatest Bible study ever given by Jesus himself. But they don't see that it's Jesus. It's only when they break the bread, suddenly their eyes are opened and they see it's Jesus. So I'm asking the Lord to open your eyes and my eyes this morning that we would see Jesus. And we're not just, because we've heard the story year, year in and year out, some of us for 40 or 50 years, some of us for 70 years, some of us for 80 years. We've heard the story and it's a wonderful story, but the Bible is written every day at, uh, uh, early in the morning. And as we r read it, it is fresh. So let me read some scripture. I think it's Matthew 28, verse 1 to 6. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to the tomb. There was a violent earthquake for a angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were as white as snow. The guards were so afraid that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, do not be afraid for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Just think, these, these women, they, the, first to the first to the tomb, they're going to prepare his body for burial. They're going to sprink some, sprinkle some more uh, of the, what do you call it, the fragrances. I'm competing with the uh, Harley Davidsons out there. And so they're there. And, and I just love the, the story, the scriptures. Right from the beginning to the end is just one supernatural event after the other. And even in this situation, suddenly there's an earthquake. The timing. It's not just a coincidence. This whole thing was ordained by God. The sovereignty of God can be seen through the story of his death, his burial, and resurrection. This wasn't something that accidentally happened. This was foreordained right from the beginning. Jesus was born to die. And so it's the women who first see 
that Jesus has risen. And they are given the task to go back to the disciples to declare it. They are the first messengers of the gospel of the good news. These lowly women, remember in those days in the Jewish culture, a woman's testimony could not, was, was not valid in court. Your t- the, a woman's testimony. So that there was a very low opinion of women in those days. And yet Jesus gives women the first uh, message to declare the gospel, the good news. Listen to what Spurgeon says. Not first to them who were the heads of the church, as it were, but first of all to lowly women did the Lord appear. And the apostles themselves had to go to the school of Mary Magdalene and the other Marys to learn the great truth. The Lord is risen indeed. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Just going to read from John chapter 20, verse 11 to 16. But Mary stood weeping outside the tomb. And as she wept, she stood to look into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting there where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. They said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, They have taken my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell him where you have, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned around and said to him in Aramaic, Rabbanai, which means teacher. Suddenly, she realized that this was Jesus. This was Jesus alive. Imagine the thought process. Imagine the amazement. Imagine the, the can this really be true? With such joy in her heart, suddenly she realized, my Lord is alive. My Lord is, 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 has risen from the dead. How fitting is it that uh, Mary Magdalene is among the earliest witnesses of this empty tomb? This was a woman who had been healed of demons. This Mary Magdalene went and announced, I have seen the Lord. I have seen the Lord. She was the epitome of, of someone that Jesus came to love, came to seek, came to save. And now because of her devotion, she's at the tomb early. Let's put our, our feet, our, our, ourselves in the position of Mary. Put yourself in the shoes of Mary. She had just seen Jesus die the most cruel form of death. She saw the crowds rocking, mocking him, 
uh, yelling at him, beating him, spitting on him, scourging him. I mean, just imagine that. Imagine that happening to your eldest son or your eldest child. Imagine you had witnessed that. Imagine that. It's too dreadful, it's too awful to actually even imagine. Imagine seeing your child dying, seeing their body ripped open, shattered and torn, being taken off a cross and put in a tomb. And you've spent the last few days weeping and and, and beside yourself with, with grief and pain. And then you go to honor him and you go to prepare his, 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 his body for some more burial and put some more uh, spices on him. And you go to the tomb and suddenly he's not there. What's your reaction? Really? Really? Has somebody stolen his body? This is horrible. And she would, maybe she would have started weeping all over again. It doesn't say it in the scriptures. But I can imagine that. Imagine we go suddenly now. No, I can't even, his body is gone. And it's in that one moment when she sees Jesus and he speaks to her and he says her name that everything changes. God knows your name And my name. And whatever grief and pain and suffering that you have been through this year. The loss of putting a husband in a home. The loss of a, of a, of a granny. The loss of a job. People have lost jobs. It hasn't been an easy year. The not being able to meet so easily in COVID. It's been hard. And I want you to hear the Jesus whispering in your heart today, your name, Martin, Pam, Anne, Andy, Ellen, Barry, Cheryl. The name of Jesus. Jesus knows your name. So I want to remind you in the tough things you've gone through that the King who has conquered sin, the king who has conquered suffering, the king who has conquered death, calls you by name. This is somebody who can make a difference in your life. He loves you. And our actual, our only real response needs to be to fall on our faces at the cross and worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Because of what he has done, because of who he is, I want you to know today that He is with you. I think most people in this community have given their lives to Jesus that that I can see today and are walking with Jesus. And we need to know that he, he, He loves us. I want you to just know He's calling your name. He's beckoning you to cast all your cares, all your anxieties upon Him because He cares for you. He's saying to you today that you are not alone. He is always there with you. 
What a story. In our desolation, in our grief, Jesus always meets us. And he calls us by name. And that brings hope to our lives. When Jesus uh, first appears to, to Mary, what is she, she mistakes him for the gardener. As he says the name, her eyes are open. As the guys on the road to Emmaus, as he broke bread, his eyes were opened. Their eyes were opened. And my eyes, I want my eyes to be open to see more of Jesus. I want to fall more in love with Jesus. And as I see him for who he is, the Savior that, is, that he is, he came to, he was born to die to save us from our sins, to restore us with relationship, with a relationship with God. And so we have hope today. This cross, this empty cross, this empty tomb brings you and I hope. Because Jesus has conquered death. Not only do we have hope in the face of sin, not only do we have hope in the safe in the in the face face of death, Christ has conquered death for us. So we do not have to live. We know it's been done. It's true. Because he rose from the dead. If he was still in the grave, we would be more pitied than all other men. We, we, this gospel would be a false gospel. But he raised what raised, was raised from the dead. I mean, on the cross, what did he say? Into my spirit, I commit into, into, into your hands, I commit my spirit. My dyslexia is coming out there a little bit. I get things a little bit backwards sometimes. And that's what he did on the cross. He committed his spirit to his, to his dad. His future to the dad. To his dad. You and I into God's hands we commit our spirits. Into God's hands we commit our lives. He, is, he knows us from the Psalm 139, from before. From before we were born, he has known us. He calls us by name. I think in Jeremiah, he says to Jeremiah, I have known you before the foundation of the earth. He's known us. Just let that thought run, run around our minds and feed on it. This, this God knows you and I. And he's promised never to leave us nor forsake us. So we don't have to have fear today because of Resurrection Sunday. Take comfort. We have eternal life. Jesus is the one who said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the resurrection life. And he gives us resurrection life. If you have been united, if you have been united with Christ in a death like his, then you shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. This beautiful scripture in Romans chapter 6, verse 3. Don't you know all of us who were baptized into Christ, we were put into Christ, were baptized what? Into his death. So, 2,000 years ago, plus or minus, you and I were, bap were, were put into Jesus. We died on the cross with him. We died to our old self. Isn't that a wonderful thought? But we didn't stay dead. 
We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. That's the promise you and I have. We have a promise of new life. We are new creations. We are, we are, we are it's just, it's, it's just too, too, too amazing for me to comprehend or take in that you and I have, a, have new, new life. We've been united with Him. And it is this day, this day, which sealed it forever. Who raised Christ from the dead? Well, it was the, the Holy Spirit raised Christ from the dead. It says, He who raised Christ from the dead, what did He do? He came, he came and well, lives in us. The Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised from the Christ, raised Christ from the dead, dwells in you and I. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that we have new life. We have abundant life. So the resurrection says numbers of things, and I could talk all day. And I want you to go back and maybe read 1 Corinthians chapter 15, that a famous chapter that Paul talks about the resurrection, about these, about these mortal, mortal bodies that are, are wasting away. But we just thank the Lord for resurrection life. Resurrection, the fact that Jesus rose from the dead, says that, the, that God was satisfied with his sacrifice for you and I. There's nothing more that you and I can do to add to what Jesus has done. It's already been done, so we can just rejoice and say thank you and believe it and trust him. Because he has removed the curse. We're no longer under the curse. Jesus wasn't just resuscitated. His body, his body wasn't Exactly the same as before. There was some continuity between the, between the two. It was identifiable by the marks on his hands and the, where, the, where the sword cut him. But there was also a dramatic change in his body. He could walk through walls. And the reason I just leave that with you is that we are also going to get new bodies. We've been, the, our bodies which are sown in, in corruption will be raised incorruptible. I mean, some of us have got lots of aches and pains in different parts of our bodies. But we need to know this new body which we are going to get will never be subject to the ravages of time and decay. I mean, believe it or not, I was quite handsome and had dark black hair, nearly, nearly black hair. Oh, maybe I'll still let you know, but there's, there's quite a lot of wrinkles. But this body, as it wastes away, and as I'm saying this because to bring hope, <laughs> as it is, it's going to be raised in glory. And that's so good. It's so lovely that this body, which the psalmist said, we are fearfully and wonderfully made, uh, has survived. Look at Trevor Wood. He's still looking good. He's, he's only uh, 62. 27. He's only 27. 
Are the ravages they've, they've got to you then? <laughs> Our bodies are weak but they, and they can't live forever. But somebody broke out of a grave that you and I, and I might have new, new bodies. And that's the, the crux of the story. Jesus is going to give you and I new bodies. So I, I don't know if we've got a song to close. I'm sure we must have. You haven't. I think we should have one. Uh, anybody think of a just an old chorus? You know? <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, he lives. He lives. That's a that's a great one. Let's just pray as the Milan comes up. He lives. He lives. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you today we celebrate your resurrection. And we thank you, Lord, that we get to participate now in the resurrection life of Jesus. Paul prays that he, he wants to know the power of the resurrection. And I pray for each of us here today that we would know that power. That we would be motivated by the power of the resurrection of Jesus. That it's not us having to try and be strong and good. But we have the great power of the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. Bringing life. Bringing hope. Bringing health. Bringing uh, the mind of Christ. Everything, Lord Jesus. We thank you. We thank you that you are risen. You are not still in a tomb. We thank you. We thank you that you're alive. And how do I know that you're alive? Because I talked with you today. Because I walk with you today. He's alive and he walks with you and talks with you. And he says, Glenda, I love you. That's what he says to you today. He says, I love you. He knows you by name. It's just so beautiful. This, the king of the universe is intimately connected and concerned and walks with you and I. Through all our stuff. And He's calling us higher. He's calling us to fall more in love with Him. He's calling us to be a holy people. A people who reflect Jesus. And He's given us everything we need to live this life of godliness. He didn't leave anything else. It's not an impossible task. It's impossible if, it's, uh, if we do it on our own strength. But with Him, all things are possible. So we thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for resurrection life.